I was listening to a prophecy by Bob Jones. He um, was a very prophetic man and uh, in 1976 he actually um, died and went to heaven and um, he, God spoke to him there and he, um, he spoke to Jesus and Jesus was just asking one question as people came to him because, you know, we all have to come and answer for our life and, and how we've lived it. And Jesus was just asking one thing. He just said, did you learn to love? Did you learn to love? Did you learn to love through your life? And that was the one thing that he asked. It wasn't, have you been successful or have you made the most of this or what have you done? It was, did you learn to love? And uh, so often we can be focused on so many other things apart from being loving, can't we? You know, where, are we successful? Have we used our gifts and our talents? You know, all those things the Bible actually does talk about. God does want us to use the gifts he's given us and he wants us to be successful. He says that he'll you'll bless the work of our hands. So it's not that we just throw all those things out. It's that um, he it desires for us to prosper and he desires for us to leave our inheritance for um, our children. The parents hear that? <laughs> to leave an inheritance for your children. You know, it actually even says that. Proverbs thirteen twenty two says, a good person leaves an inheritance for the children. So he wants us to do those things. But the Bible talks about that um, in Luke ten twenty seven. it says, to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and to love your neighbour as yourself. And that is the greatest commandments. Jesus says everything else hangs on that. Yes, he wants us to be successful. Yes, Jesus came to give us full and abundant life. But the one thing that he wants us to to know about and to live our lives is did you learn to love? Are you learning to love right now? And I want to just read to you, I know that many of us know this passage of Scripture, but I want to read it to you this morning. I think there might be one seat there, Cheryl. It's from 1 Corinthians 13, but I want you to listen to what God says love is because it's not just a touchy-lovey feeling, you know, when you see the love of your life. That's, you know, that's great, but it's more than that. This is what love is in, in God's equation. It says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I've become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Although I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I, I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Because love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked. It thinks no evil. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they they may fail. Where there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall be known just as I am also known. And now abide these three things, faith, hope and love. But the greatest of these is love. The one thing that 
God wants us to really focus our life in. And it says, love the Lord your God with everything within you and then love your neighbour as yourself. And that's what God wants us to focus on, is that we are just little love machines, that we just spend our life <laughs> did you, finding out how to love and demonstrating that love. And if you hang your life on all of that, if you make that your focus, that you would just love, and did you learn to love? Are you learning to love? That's what it's all about. Everything else will fall into place if we seek him and love him and then love others. You know, and there's many different ways to demonstrate love. But the greatest way, I believe, is that we love God and then we love others. That we love God and then we share that love with others. And, uh, you know, we can love in actions by helping others, by feeding the poor and, you know, getting alongside and making meals. For, and all those are important. You know, it talks about that. It talks about giving great words of encouragement and it says those things. But it's actually also loving in action and demonstrating the love of God. And sometimes that's the hardest thing we find to do. We're like, well, I don't want to step out too far and what if God doesn't show up? And, and you know, I really feel that God wants us to step up because he wants to show up. And, uh, and um, I actually make, might get you, Shara, and is it all right if I get you to share? Um, about what you've been doing out in the street because I want us, I feel like God just wants us to know how to receive God's love, how to know that we are loved deeply because, and then be able to demonstrate that, yes, in the actions, yes, in and giving and yes, in, in how we live our life and letting our light shine. We've been talking about that, letting our light shine, being the light, but also knowing how to get the stuff of heaven and just getting so tanked up on it, and then being able to say, do you know that God's real? Do you want to know that he's real? And, and sharing that and, and laying your hands and that they would experience God. It's so important that it's not just a head knowledge, that it's actually that he's in the air we breathe, he's in all around us, and that we would experience him and then be able to lead somebody else and open heaven up over them and they would experience that too. It's so easy for everybody to sit back and let just a few do it. And there is not just a few out there. There's a lot. And so I'm going to push this a little bit this morning. You'll be right. Just turn to the next person and say, you'll be right. That's just for you. Maggie and Eric, you'll be right. (laughs) That's a real Australian thing. There's a welcome, Ivan's aunt and uncle from South Africa. Let's give a wave so they know who you are. (laughs) You'll be right is a real Australian thing to say. Um, But she'll be right. Yeah, you'll be right. She'll be right. But I just, Shara, do you just want to share, is she she on? Um, What... What you went out and you were like praying for the people on the street, just. Yep. Much. <laughs> but what happened? Um, so there's this group that Naomi introduced me to that go out in the streets and pray for people and pretty much just go out and minister. Um, and we did a few people and I was pretty like terrified. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so ridiculous. Like, this is strangers. Um, but to this guy who was pretty bold and just kind of just walks up to people and just, hey, how are you going? Need healing? And I'm like, okay. Anyway, after the first few, um, I was kind of more into it. And then once you get past the first initial, oh my gosh, this is a stranger. Once you're talking to them, it's easy. You're just like, oh yeah, it's just a normal person. They're chatting away. 
And you get turned down sometimes, but it's like, oh, well, no worries. Catch you later. Um, but I talked to this girl and she was on crutches and she had broken her ankle. And the guy was like, here, you go ahead. I was like, okay, I got this. So I go up and I'm like, hey, like, do you need um, prayer for like, your ankle? And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah, all right. I was like, what have you done? She's like, I broke it. I was like, okay. So I just got down and prayed and she was like, okay. And I was just praying, praying, praying. I felt the Holy Spirit coming and I was like, do you know Jesus? I found she was like, yeah, 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 I'm a Catholic. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, but have you felt the Holy Spirit before? And she was like, no, nah, never. This is a total stranger. And I'm like, okay, do you want to? She's like, okay. So I'm like, can I have your hand? And I grab her hands. And I was like, Lord, just come. And so I prayed the Holy Spirit. And then she's like, hey. And she's like, whoa, my hands, my hands, my hands. And I was like, yeah, it's Jesus. Really? Oh, this is so cool. And so I just talked to her about Jesus and having a relationship because she knew about God and she'd be like baptized and stuff. But I was like talking about relationship. And she's like, yeah, I want this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, that's awesome. And so we were just praying and that was pretty cool. And like a few people, and then we saw this, I was praying for this lady um, also on crutches. And I was looking at this old couple next to her and I was like, something's with this old couple. And they were watching us and they were watching what we were doing. And I was like, went up to them. I was like, hey, how you going? And he's like, yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. And I was like, oh, awesome. He's like, but you're bold, man. Like I wouldn't be doing this. And I was like, do you need prayer? He goes, yeah, I have prostate cancer. I was like, well, I can pray for that. And he's like, all right, awesome. He's like, and pray for a boldness. I was like, yeah, I'll pray for you to get bold. Like, you know, I'm not bold, but okay. And um, yeah, it was really awesome. Yeah. He's like, this is living. <laughs> Naomi, you've got anything else to add? <laughs> it's just really cool going with people who've done it before and just seeing how they do it. And um so they just really, they just go straight away. They see someone with, this guy had this thing on his arm. So he said, oh, hey, how are you going? And I uh, noticed your arm is in pain and and just start talking to them. And they kind of are a bit wary at first. But as you get to talk to them, you can kind of say, oh, do you mind if I pray for you? And um, so he said, yes. So we just laid hands on his arm and... Um, Anyway, he, he left straight after that, but the little boy with him was like, that's the second time anyone's pr- ever prayed for him. And this little boy was just like amazed. <laughs> and another time there was this girl also with her arm in a, cr- in a sling and she'd broken her arm. So went and pray, uh, went up to talk to her and she seemed quite receptive, prayed for her and this, the lady, Christy, laid her hands on her arm and she was like, oh my gosh, what... Your, what's with your hands? Like she could feel the power and she's like, and they said, oh, so is, the, is it still pain? And she goes, no. Go on. Oh, that's great. Okay. So we just bless them and go on and meet other people and just doing things like that all the time. It's cool. See, God, he wants to show up. He wants to show up powerful. And um, it's not just, you know, these guys, they're just brave enough to go and do it, you know. Um, but I want us to just learn how to fill, fill our hands with him, really, just to open your heart and, and just say, God, just fill me with your love, with your compassion, with your heart for the people all around us. Because when we get that, it motivates us and gives us a little kick when we need it. Because all of us need a bit of a boot, don't we? We just get a bit, you know, oh, I'm doing my own thing. And yet, 
God wants to show himself real. He wants to show himself powerful. And he wants to open heaven up. You know, it says, bring heaven to earth. And this is one of the ways we can do it. And it's not that one person is more special than the other. You're thinking, well, I can't do it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. God will use the littlest child to the oldest man. He just, he just wants willing vessels. You know, I was reading about Smith Wigglesworth this week. And uh, he was a... Uh, a literate plumber, really. He was 48 years old and, and he, he had a, such a heart to reach out, but he was terrible at speaking. He couldn't express himself at all. And uh, it was hereditary, they reckon his mother was the same. And um, he, at 48 years old, he, he asked, um, the Holy Spirit just came and touched his life and he got so filled up and so excited. And uh, He'd had no formal um, education, had been out working 12-hour days from the time he was seven years old. So that's Isaac's age. And, uh, but suddenly he had a new power inside him. He was, enabled him to preach. Even though it wasn't eloquent, it wasn't all nice and, you know, great preaching, you wouldn't say that about him. It was actually quite difficult to understand. But the man, he was so open to God and so hungry to be used that thousands and thousands came to know Jesus through his preaching. And over, they, they reportedly up to 20 people were raised from the dead. Come on now, 20 people were raised from the dead from him just being brave enough to say, God, use me. Here I am. I'm just going to go out and do the stuff. You know, he was an illiterate plumber, people. He had no formal education. He did not speak eloquently at all. And yet God used him mightily. And, you know, sitting in your seat is you. And sitting next to you, uh, you know, we are the royal priest, God says. We are all able to do this stuff. You know, these guys, they just, they just said, we just, wanna, we just want more of Jesus. We just want to do the Jesus stuff. Jesus walked and wherever he walked, he just had an effect. Now, Peter, when he walked the streets after Jesus went back to heaven, and his shadow, just his shadow being cast on people, and they were healed like that. Now, this is what God wants us to step up to, and we can get lazy, and the Australian thing of, oh, she'll be right, mate, and sit back. You know, we need a boot. You know, the Holy Spirit just keeps on stirring me that now is a time to step out. Now is a time to engage with heaven and bring heaven to earth because it's so important. And people are hungry. People are hungry. They want to know, and they are open. They're so open. They're, they're going to run ahead of us. I tell you what, they'll get this stuff and they'll run. Yeah, they'll run because they know that it's real. We can get a little bit lazy and go, oh, yes, I've been a Christian for such and such amount of time. And we can get a little bit slack and a little bit like, oh. So I want us this morning, because we're going to do some stuff this morning. We're going to just push ourselves a little bit. We're going to pray for one another. We're going to practice doing the stuff because you carry the resurrection of power within you. Every cell of your body, the moment you ask Jesus to be a Lord of your life and you said, I'm going to follow you, forgive me of my sins, you had resurrection power. You are a new creation. Um, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, you are a new creation. Old things have passed away. In some translations, it means you're a new species. You are not the same, but you just sometimes we still have the same mindset as we're the same. That's why Romans says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you would know the good and perfect will of the Father. And this is his good and perfect will, that we go out and we minister and we know how to handle the power that we have within us. We have resurrection power within us and we just don't know how to use the stuff. It's electricity, it's power to heal and to set free and to change the world. Come on. 
You have that sitting in your fingertips. You've got that sitting over in the heavens and God wants us to go start using it. Not just a little bit of I prayed six years ago for someone and oh, they felt nice. Come on, what did you do yesterday? What did you do this morning? You know, we can't live in the past. Yes, it's great to have those monuments and say, look what the Lord has done. I'm getting, I have to stand up. Look what the Lord has done. Look what he's done for us back there. And yes, shout and say yes. But what are you doing today? What is your story today? What's your story tomorrow going to be? You know, if Shara just and Naomi just said, well, we used to go out in the streets and we saw some cool stuff and then they went, but they stopped doing it. Well, that's no good. God wants you to have a story today and he wants us to know how to manage the power. And a little child can manage the power. These little ones, they need to be taught how to minister in that. You know, there's hospitals in Argentina that are no older than 12-year-olds and they take them in to pray and they clear the hospital beds out. You know how to use the power. You don't have to be growing up. You can just say, Jesus, come and use me, and you lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You say, would you like to know Jesus? I know, I think it was Monday night we shared that Chantel led somebody to the Lord over hangouts. That's like a little social media thing. And she led her friend to Jesus over hangouts because she said, she said, do you know Jesus? You know, if she wasn't feeling well, she started to talk to her about being, you know, that Jesus heals. And she's like, well, how do you pray? So she told her how to pray, typing her way back and forth. And then she said, do you know Jesus? And she says, no, well, this is, would you like to? Yes, I would. And she came to her the other day and she says, thank you so much. Now, this is 11-year-olds. This is 11-year-olds. This is the stuff of heaven. So right now, I want us to just lay aside all the busyness of the morning. I know sometimes it's crazy getting here. Lay aside all the stuff of the week and just engage straight away. Say, God, fill me up. I just love you. I just want to worship you this morning. Don't sit back and wait. You know, he's here. He says he's all around us. He's in the air we breathe. And heaven is open over you. You can step in to heaven. You know, death is not the doorway to heaven. Jesus is the door. And he says, come up here. He says, come, come to me if you're hungry and thirsty and I will give you all you need. Don't waste your money on those things that do not satisfy, but come to me. Or you are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Come to me. You know, and I know that I I find it easy to just see myself just walking down a path and walking through that gate and I step straight into heaven and I just sense his presence. I head for Jesus. And little ones, you can do that right now. Just close your eyes and you can, you can go and check, t- talk to Jesus. Just sit with him. Just sit with him and say, Jesus, what do you want to say to me this morning? And we're just going to worship him and lift our voices. Just let the song come from your heart this morning. I just want us to stay in that place. If you've stepped back out, you know, you're finding it hard to focus, just, I just want you to encourage everybody right now just to focus upon Jesus. Just, if you find it easy to go that place, the secret place with him, I want you to do that right now. I believe the Lord wants to speak this morning and he's going to use not just me, but others in this room. So if you see something, if the Lord starts to show you something or he starts to say something to you and you feel like you want to share it, just let me know. 
we want to hear from heaven. It says, Who has stood in the councils of the Lord and heard from him? Who stood in the courts and heard him? Even the little children, I want you to just sit at Jesus' feet. Just see yourself sitting there and say, Jesus, what do you want to say to me today? What do you want to say, say to me today? Go to your secret place. Sometimes he might just show you a picture. He might show you something where you are with him. And you might not understand, but that's okay. Just what is he showing you this morning? I just uh, want to testify to what Dale was saying. Um, I go down the street. I haven't been so much lately, but um, we're getting new people coming down the street now that are just getting saved. And they are going and praying for people straight away and getting people healed instantly because they've got no filters. And um, if we don't stand up and start going for it, they're going to overtake us. Anybody else just feel like the Lord is saying something? You've been seeing something where you're spending time with Him? Yeah, I just felt when Dale was talking about love this morning and the Lord showed me a picture of John, the, the beloved disciple, and how he leant his head on Jesus' chest at the Last Supper. And I just feel that the Lord would like us to be that intimate, that loving relationship with him. And then I thought about it. I've been thinking about it the whole time. I thought, gosh, Lord, you trusted your own mother to that man. And why did he do that? And I think it was that love that he knew John had. Yeah. That's right. It's all about love, you see. Do we, are we learning to love? Because when we love, God can trust us with the power. He can trust us that we're not going to abuse it or hurt others with it. And so that's what it's all about. I was actually running this week and um, running along the road and I was talk- it's my time to talk to the Lord sometimes. And, and I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? I'm like an arrow in your hand. Just point me where you want me to go. You know, and uh, you know what he said? He said, just love me. Just love me. Because out of that, everything else flows. Just love me. Are you learning to love? Now, when we come and we spend time with him and we're able to engage with what's happening in heaven, it's all about that. That's what the core thing is all about. And, you know, when you go out on the streets or you share with your friends or your neighbours or your workmates, it's all about that. That has to be our motivation. And when it is, you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid anymore because love compels you. Love compels you. Has anybody else just been sensing things, seeing anything? Cheryl. Uh, while that music was, was playing and then after the word that was given, um, I could see us all walking over undulating hills sort of. And we got down into the valley. It was sort of a little bit lethargic. And then as we come up the top of the, the hill, we could see this bright, 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 bright golden um, hue, if you like. And so we just kept going, kept going, kept going. And when we got to the hue, of course, it was Jesus. And we all just came alive. And then the last impression I had was all of us, like, having the best, best time with Jesus in the river of life. 
like jumping around and such joy and no cares and, you know, he just wants us to keep going. Yeah. If our Christian walk is getting boring or you're sitting there going, what the? You know, we come alive with him. I mean, as Shara said, when she was out in the street and she's praying for people when God's power shows up, she says, this is living. This is living. You know, there is, you can try, you can pop any pill, you can drink any drink, but there is nothing that compares to the buzz and the alive feeling you get on the inside. Not that it's all about feelings, but just something happens on the inside. You know that God has shown up. Ben, did you want to just share what happened to you last Monday night? Yeah? Ben's brought up in our house, so he's known Jesus since he was, I think he asked Jesus into his heart when he was about three years old, but... Um, I'm just going to let him share what happened last week. Is that all right? Yeah, I was like, I've never actually felt like the Holy Spirit before. And then on Monday, we're doing like that thing, like pray, you're praying, yeah, (laughs) whatever you call it. And um, like I felt him and it was like almost like out of body. I couldn't feel the end of my fingers or anything. And then it was just like hot and everything. That was pretty cool. Like the whole night. <laughs> you see, God just wants to show himself real and, we, and he just wants to, enjoy, what's the word, endure us with power. He just wants to clothe us with power so that we're able to share that. As Michael said, we've got to get out there, but we've got to get used to being able to sit and just soak, just pickle. <laughs> get pickled. <laughs> We do, we, you know, we're pickled on Jesus. We just got to, you know, like marinate in him. <laughs> Come on, I'm trying to use things that you, you're going to be marinating your meat and thinking, oh, Dale's nuts. <laughs> you know, but it's just, you know, sometimes we're not, we're like the quick, you know, <laughs> dip in the bread and out we go. And, and he wants us to marinate. It's cooking analogies to this morning. <laughs> but we do, we're like, I oh, will just, you know, sit out here quickly and, and it doesn't taste as good. Does it? You know, it's like he wants us to marinate in his presence. He wants us to be totally pickled on him <laughs> and, uh, and just to take the time. And that's what we're doing this morning. And I know that might be different for some of us, but God just is moving. He's doing something fresh. And, and I, I just know that he wants us all to just grab hold of it and just receive his presence and know how to engage with what's happening in heaven because then we can take it out there. You can release it in your homes. You can bring peace, you know, govern over your family, govern over your street and open heaven up over people's lives. That's all these girls were doing out in the street. And Michael, when he goes out, is it just opening heaven? You know, heaven, the kingdom of God is within us. Just open the door. Open the door. So we're going to do that this morning. We're going to practice. So I want us to get in groups of three, preferably not somebody that's a relative, if you want relative, but, you know, just step out of your comfort zone a little bit. I want us to get in groups of three. And we're going to just practice being able to release heaven over... Can you just keep on playing, Shara? Can you keep on playing? You need to put that away. So groups of three, up to your feet. Let's do this. We're going to practice this morning. Michael, can I get you to go with these guys? Can I get you? Because you know how to... Yeah. 
Just move around if you need. We're going to have communion after this, so don't stress. I haven't forgotten. Tidy up if you need to. Kids' toys. Kids that can do this too. Kids, I want you to be in groups, please. It's okay. Groups of three or four, if there's too many. Are we all in groups? All righty. Who's done this before? He was here last Monday night that they know. Okay, good. We're a bit spread out. So what we're going to do is the stuff of heaven is weighty stuff. It's like you can do what Michael's doing and just put your hand on somebody and then lift your hand up to heaven and just, you know, it's, I call it like pixie dust. I <laughs> Just get the stuff on you. And, uh, you know, the door of heaven is open. And so we don't have to be afraid. It's not about us. We're just a vessel that God wants to use. And if we can practice this here where we're safe, then we can go out and, and, you know, just minister to our friends, our family, those in need that we see. Because God wants to demonstrate his power. So I just want you to, right, so we want us in threes. I want one in the middle. And I want one on the outside praying. So here's it here. See, look, watch the girls here. So we've got Rhea in the middle. You've got Taja is praying and Becky's going to stand behind because sometimes you might feel a bit wobbly-wibbly on your feet. And so we need somebody there to catch. (laughs) Yeah, can we have the person that's catching eyes open? She is not catching Isaiah. (laughs) All right. Now, it's not about falling over. It's not about that, but it's just being precautionary. All right. So what you're going to do is, is just the person praying, just hold a minute. You don't have to touch the person you're praying for yet. I want you to just say, God, just touch me. Just fill me up. Just worship him as you're doing it. Just focus on heaven and just say, Lord, just come and fill me. Just lift your hands. Sometimes you might be able to feel a weight. Just say, come Holy Spirit, just fill me. Because it's the Holy Spirit that does this. You're just a vessel. Just say, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. You might get tingling in your hands. You you just might feel a heaviness. And when you feel like you've got something to give, just release it. You don't even have to touch the person if you don't want to, but sometimes you can just touch them on the head, touch them on the shoulder. Alrighty. We're going to um, have communion now. Now, he's been communing with us. He's been... Who felt something today? Yeah? Who felt something? Who felt God? Yeah? What did it feel like? Hot? Hot? Lots of heat? (laughs) He's hot stuff? Yeah, something touched your finger and no one was there that you could see. Yeah, God works in the unseen. Anybody else? Some of you felt, I just wanted, felt teary, you're just crying, just releasing stuff. Yeah? Others felt a little bit tipsy. I saw that. (laughs) Yeah? See, God just wants to demonstrate his power so that we know that we are so special to him. 
You know, it's not like we're just, you know, a number and oh, he's created everybody and we're not special. He wants to show himself strong in our lives. He wants to, to be close to us and for us to know him and then for us to share that with others. You know, and we're just going to keep on practicing this till we get so bold and so confident that we can go out and, and Holy Spirit will say, go over and talk to them people. Go over and talk to those people. And you'll just be able to bless them and share with Jesus and people are going to come. People are going to come and God's, um, I remember walking down the street with Justin and he says, look at that. I said, what? He says, those people, they're looking at you. And I went, well, people always look at me. He says, yes, you're like bait. <laughs> it's like, and we can get so unaware. And he's like, there's another one. And I'm like, do you have this happen, happen often? I said, yeah, people always stare at me weird. I just thought it was me. <laughs> but they can see something on us. And if we took the time to just listen up to the Holy Spirit, he would direct us. And, our, and we would just be a light to the world, shine brighter and brighter and brighter and demonstrate his power. So good job, guys. I know that it, you know, it's sometimes a little bit like, oh, what's this? And, uh, but this is, this is what living is. When you, when, you get, when you start to amp up on this, you know, it's like you just want to get under the spout where the glory comes out. So, um, A few years back, uh, I was uh, working in a workshop in, uh, in Kalgoorlie. And um, several weeks uh, went past while I was working in the workshop and this guy, or a number of people, said, uh, why are you always smiling all the time? I thought, well, I'm not smiling. Sometimes I'm growling, but, I mean, <laughs> I didn't realise that I was smiling all the time. But anyway, and, uh, yes, they said, every time we walk in the workshop, you're smiling. Well, I never, didn't have uh, any idea of that at all. But anyway, <laughs> I guess that's the Lord Jesus. <laughs> That's right. Just amp up the light. And it smiles even when you think you've been grumpy. <laughs> All right, we're just going to take communion when I break bread and just thank him for who he is. Just take your time to just thank him that he demonstrated his love and that we would just be able to learn how to love more and more every day and shine bright for him. And just, you know, this isn't hard. We can do this in our lounge rooms, in our bed. Just come close to him and love on him and he'll love you back. He'll show himself strong. So let's break bread together. Just thank him. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for this cup and uh, it's a cup of the new covenant, an agreement between you and us, Lord, that we are your people and, Lord, that you love us. And, Lord, we just want to say this morning that we love you and um, we want to draw closer to you. We want to know you more. We want to know your power in our lives. We want to be able to love you with everything we are, Lord, and that we're able to love those around us. So, Lord, I pray that you would reveal your power, you would reveal your love, your compassion, your heart to us deeper and deeper, Lord, that we would be motivated and compelled by your love, Lord. And we thank you that that love was demonstrated on the cross, that you went to the cross for us. So I pray, Lord, that as each passing day goes by, that you would reveal yourself to us, each one of us, Lord, that we would know you, that we would know that you are real, that you are powerful, that you are in the midst of us where we have questions, Lord, that you would answer them, that you would show yourself strong in our lives. We pray and we thank you for this cup. We thank you that you wash away every sin and every unworthiness, every sickness, every poverty. Lord, you wash it away. And we receive that life, that this is living life. In Jesus' precious name. And we all said, amen. Let's drink together. We're going to take up. Tithes and offerings now. 
And I just want to share a little bit out of Malachi. Um, Dale shared last week, and I just want to, I guess, emphasise a bit of what she was talking about because there's a whole lot in there. But it says in Malachi, uh, God challenges his people and he says, you've robbed me. And they said, how have you robbed me? And he said, in tithes and offerings. And he says to bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And when you do, I'll open up the windows of heaven, pour out such a blessing you may contain it. And what I want to emphasize out of that, because there's a whole lot in there, just very quickly, is that when you give your tithe, that 10% of your income, it puts you into a position of blessing. Tithes and offerings put you in that place of blessing. And I don't know about you, but I'd rather have 90% of my my income blessed than have 100% outside of the blessing of God. And too often we sit there and think, 10%? You want me to give 10%? But it's not really about that. It's actually about honouring God with the first fruit of what you have. It's about recognising that God has blessed you and given you what you do have. And that as you take that first 10% and you give it to God, you actually open up the blessing on the other 90%. And what happens is he rebukes the devourer over the other 90%. And so if you're feeling like, you know what, I just can't get ahead, I'm paying my bills, it's turning through, and you know, the bills keep coming in, I pay them and they keep coming in, and it's just like it's, it's overwhelming me, you need to start tithing. Because when you tithe, you open up the blessing on the 90%. And the devourer is rebuked, not by you, but by God. So we think, we're going to do the rebuking. You don't. You just got to walk in the blessing. God actually does the rebuking. Now, you might say, well, it's okay, you know, I, I, I give some money to the poor and I give to this charity, so my money goes there. That's actually not scriptural. It says that the tithe has to come into the storehouse. And the storehouse is described as, if you want to put it in modern day terms, into the church. You might be going, oh, you're the pastor, you, know, you say that. No, I'm not saying that so that you can bless me because my, my living doesn't come from what I do. My living comes from God. Because, see, I'm a tither, so I'm under the blessing. So you know what? If everybody stopped giving and the church had no money, I'd still be fine. Because God's my source, not the church. All right? I live off my tithe. I live off my giving. What I'm trying to tell you is this is how you can get blessed. It's not by actually giving to the poor. That's a part of it, and we'll talk on that in the next few weeks because that's bubbling up. There's a whole sermon in there. But actually the tithe needs to come into the storehouse, into the church, and then you're in the blessing. You can do offerings over and above that in giving to the poor. Yes, that's important. You need to do that. That's a part of our giving. That's a part of our offerings. But the tithe is in the storehouse because the tithe is holy unto God, not holy unto the poor. Does that make sense? So it's important that we bring that tithe in the storehouse, then we open up the blessing over the other 90%, and God can do stuff through us. Yeah? Does that make sense?
So I want to encourage you to make a commitment to be a tither. If you can't afford it, that's why you need to do it. Because that opens up the blessing. If you wait until you've got enough money, you'll never do it. All right? I can be one year doing my tax return. And we'd had this awesome year and we'd been on holidays and, you know, we'd, I think we bought a house and we did all this stuff. And at the end of it, now can't be the year we bought a house. We bought a car, that's right. We bought a car and I bought all this other stuff. And at the end of the year, I did my tax return and my tax return told me that I'd made $13,000 for the year. And I remember seeing that going, how did that happen? How did we buy a car? How did we take a holiday? How did we live and have what was one of the best years, a fantastic year, on $13,000? And it wasn't like I'd had massive deductions that had reduced my income. It's just that God had created blessing after blessing after blessing. You see, he rebukes the devourer. So the things that take from you, and he takes what, he, what you have, and it goes further. That's God. All right? So don't look at your income as your source. Look at God as your source. And the first step in doing that is saying, God, I honor you with the first of my wealth, with that first 10%, and I bring it as my tithe into the storehouse that you may bless the other 90%, that the devourer may be rebuked, that what I have belongs to you. Yeah? That's living the Christian life. You want to see God move through you? That's your first step is to walk into obedience to what he's already commanded. Yeah? And for that person out there that's going, hold on, tithe is under the law. Tithe was pre-law. All right? Cain and Abel bought their tithe. Yeah? Abraham gave a tithe. And they were both before any law in Moses. In fact, and you know, someone goes, well, it's Old Testament... Well, Jesus, you know, the only thing that Jesus commanded the Pharisees on was their tithing. You know that? Because they used to get their herb garden and they would take, you know, 10% of their, their parsley and 10% of their mint and 10% of their cumin and they'd actually bring it into the church. That's how religious they were about their tithing. And he says, good. That's a good thing to do. That's what you should be doing. He says, just add a bit of love to what you're doing. You're missing the love bit. It's the only thing you commended them on. Because tithing is powerful because it makes room for God in what you have. Yeah? So we're going to give and I'm going to bless you before we do that. So grab your tithes, grab your offerings. And we're going to bless them. And we're going to bless your finances. Father, I bless every person here. Father, I bless as we give our tithes, as we give our offerings, Father. I pray that the windows of heaven will be open and a blessing will be poured out that we can't contain. Father, we thank you that as we give, the devourer is rebuked over our lives in Jesus' name, that what we have we can use for your glory, what we have we can use for your blessing, that, Lord, we're not beneath, we're above. We're not the tail, we are the head. Father, you even said that we wouldn't be lenders, but we wouldn't be borrowers, we would be lenders because your blessing is so great on us. So we thank you, Father. I pray you be true to your word as we bring our tithes and our offerings to you today. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen. All right.